Illegal alien cops? No, 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 not the greys or little green men. Illegal aliens with a gun and a badge. We're going to talk about that tonight. Elections? We don't need no stinking elections. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. And missing soldiers. Yeah, we seem to be missing a few. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <laughs> It's Tuesday, isn't it? Happy Tuesday morning across the U.S. of A. We are live on Rumble right now. You are watching us live, and we hope to hear from you in our live chat over there on Rumble. Just put whatever you like in the chat. Send it out there. If you want to promote something, you can do that, too. You want to comment on what we're talking about? Absolutely. That's what it's here for. Just use that live chat. You just need a free Rumble account. You sign up. Download the app if you can. It's a lot easier to use the app. But get a Rumble account and then follow the show. That's the green follow button. And, of course, take part in our live chat like so many people have. By the way, let me... I forgot to do this last night. Where is my mouse? Could I have my mouse back, please? Thank you. <laughs> we always give a hat tip to folks when they follow the show because we really do appreciate it. And we want to say hi to Dark Dragon Shadow, Cynthia Zero, and Sharvi Two, who all started following the show in the last uh, day or so. And we really appreciate that. Thank you very much for it. It really does help the show, and it is, as you know, completely free for you. All right. Are you ready? No, I don't think you are. Because the top story tonight, they're called DACA cops, and there's a reason for that. Law enforcement officers, police officers, it's not satire. This is from Law Enforcement Today, this article. The LAPD, Los Angeles Police Department has sworn in police officers who are DACA recipients and entered the U.S. illegally. Look at the expression on this guy's face. If you set out to destroy a country, you couldn't probably do any worse than right now what's happening in L.A., the very first group of illegal aliens are set to graduate from the L.A. Police Academy. They're not citizens of this country. They're not naturalized citizens. In fact, they are here illegally. And they are about to become cops. on the streets of L.A. enforcing the law. People who have no papers with a gun, drawing a gun on you and demanding you show them your papers. In what world does this make any sense? L.A. apparently. This is not a Babylon B story. 
This is 100% true. And DACA, by the way, it's the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. A group of DACA LAPD recruits are not, by virtue of their undocumented status, permitted to carry their city-issued firearms when they're not on duty. Under federal law, illegal aliens, DACA aliens, are prohibited from possessing either guns or ammunition. The LAPD, in all their brilliance, found a little workaround. They will simply consider off-duty hours as a part of the definition of performance of their official duties or other law enforcement purposes, which allows these illegal aliens to carry their issued firearm off-duty, carry it home into your neighborhoods. We have sought information from our federal and state and city attorneys to understand what does the policy need to discuss in, to articulate the basis in which a DACA individual, what uh, a police officer, can lawfully carry and possess a firearm and ammunition. That according to Chief Michael Moore. Channeling his best Carmela Harris word salad. Officials said federal and California law allows DACA individuals who are not U.S. citizens to possess firearms as long as it's within the course and scope of their official duties, then they can. If they hadn't changed the policy, which they did, just to accommodate these illegals, they would have had to have left their firearms at the station when they're off duty and then picked them up the next day when they started their shift. Unbe freaking Lee. I just, it's beyond me. DACA, by the way, signed into law back in 2012 by guess who? Obama. It provides protection from deportation for some 600,000 people brought to the U.S. without legal status before the age of 16. Lived in the country continuously since 2007. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security says DACA is not in itself a type of legal residency. But they're cops now in L.A. Illegal aliens. What more is there to say? If you currently live in L.A., get out. If you haven't left already, leave. 
They're already here by the hundreds of thousands, if not millions by now. And now we're giving some of them a gun and a badge and a uniform. Make any sense to you? There's another article I put in our show notes. <laughs> it's from 2018. But it fits this story. Take a look at this headline. It's from Newsweek. Los Angeles police officer arrested for allegedly smuggling undocumented immigrants into the U.S. Apparently, he was running an employment agency for the LAPD. Arrested and charged with smuggling undocumented immigrants into the U.S., Mombasi Kualabalo Pantara, arrested and accused of smuggling two citizens from Mexico into Southern California. Patara Femen Lopez and German Ramirez Gonzalez, Lopez's nephew, were pulled over by patrol agents in their Toyota Corolla at 12.15 a.m. Pitaro was driving the car when they were stopped in Tescate, California, Tuesday. This happened back in 2018. So, how long has this been going on? Apparently, the answer is forever. And since you're not interested in doing anything about it, it's going to keep going on and it's going to keep getting worse. You know what? I had this a little further down the list, but I'm going to go right to it because it fits in with what we're talking about. It's an X feed. It's in the show notes if you want to uh, check it out. This is a video from one of the Bill Malugin uh, contacts on the ground in Eagle Pass, Texas. This was posted yesterday. No, this was just posted. December 19th, that's today. 9.54 a.m. Eagle Pass, Texas. Thousands. Wait till you see the video. Thousands of migrants waiting to be processed by border control after they crossed illegally today. Just today. Malujan writes, I have spent hundreds of days there over the last two years, and I've never seen it as bad as this. Take a look. Look at that. Thousands and thousands at Eagle Pass, Texas, right now. And in fact, Carrie Lake, who should be the governor of Arizona, except that it was illegally stolen from her in the last election, 
She just made a post about an hour ago, and man, well said. She writes, When a man flees war, he takes his family with him. When a man heads to war, he leaves his family behind. There is not one single woman or child in this video captured in Lukesville, Arizona. She writes, pray for America. Take a look. You see any women or kids in that crowd? Not a one. Not a one. Maybe they're all headed to Los Angeles so they can get a free badge gun and uniform. Could be. Apparently it's wide open for them over there. Folks, it's just going to get worse. It's just going to get worse. And then the crap's going to hit the fan and we are all screwed, blued, and tattooed, as my best friend growing up used to say. Insane. There was a little bit of a bright spot in the news today, yesterday actually. A judge, a federal judge, you know we did the story about the uh, Confederate Memorial, the Unification Memorial being taken down. Thank you, Biden, you moron. <clears throat> well, a judge says, stop it. A judge has halted the dismantling of the memorial at Arlington just as the removal work had begun. That's the statue, the memorial. Federal Judge Monday issued a temporary restraining order to halt the removal of the Confederate memorial at the Arlington National Cemetery. Same day workers had actually started the process to dismantle the memorial. Spokesperson for the cemetery declined to comment on the restraining order, telling military.com that any comment related to removal of the monument would be posted on the cemetery's website. And as of now, there's been none. Judge Rossi Alston, Trump appointee in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia, we like this guy a lot issued a temporary restraining order blocking any acts to deconstruct, tear down, remove, and alter, or alter, the object of this case. So there you go. He said, nope, not gonna happen on my watch. At least temporarily, there's been a halt. Folks, this is literally called the Reconciliation Monument. That's the name of this monument, the Reconciliation Monument. It was erected a hundred years ago as a sign that this country had moved on from the Civil War. That's what this monument is all about, the Reconciliation Monument. And now, they want to tear it down. Because apparently, 
we haven't moved on. Or they would like us to not move on. The judge says, not on my watch. Good on you, judge. Good on you. Because anything they control, they will. The narrative. Did you see the interview with uh, the Google head and uh, the founder of Google, Sergey Brin, and Klaus Nazi Schwab? Oh, oh, oh. There's a link in our show notes to this X post from Wide Awake Media. In this post is the entire YouTube post of the whole interview. There's just a little clip here, but it is an important clip. Google founder Sergey Brin and, the, and Klaus Schwab delight in the thought of a future without elections. You think I'm kidding. I am absolutely not kidding. Listen. The technology now is, and uh, digital technologies mainly have an analytical power. Now we go into a predictive power, and we have seen the first examples, and your company very much involved into it. But then the next step could be in, to go into a prescriptive uh, mode, which means um, uh, you you do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already uh, predict what uh, predict, and afterwards you can say why do we need elections? Because we know what the result will be. We don't even need elections anymore because we can predict. We don't need you to vote. We will just tell you. Yeah. So AI which already scares the crap out of me. Now, AI in itself, in and of itself, is brilliant. But in the wrong hands, it is a dystopian nightmare. While they continue to censor us, continue to try and shut down free speech sites like this one, Rumble, and X, some of the other ones out there, you know why they want that shut down? Because if they don't hear our, if AI scouring the net for everybody's opinions and everything that goes on, all of what's in the news, if our opinions, our conservative American red, white, and blue opinions and how we feel are censored, shut off, turned off, AI never sees them. So AI looks at all these left-leaning liberal morons and their opinions, which don't get censored. And they think that's the way the majority thinks or what they want. So we don't need elections. We already know AI will be able to tell what you want and what you think, and that's what we're going to give you. Makes sense? Absolutely. And this is why we need to get rid of this WEF garbage. Klaus unelected Schwab. And I keep saying unelected because he is. Bill Gates, Schwab, the head of the World Health Organization, Tony Blair, 
John Kerry, all unelected people who have these God complexes, who think they can control our lives. And frankly, they're getting away with it because we're letting them. And they're doing a pretty damn good job of it because nobody's drawing that line and saying, stop, enough. You are not moving another inch forward, not another millimeter. The problem is groups like the WEF have their mitts, their fingers, their dirty, grubby little paws in people who we have elected, who are beholden to these people, and who are dropping in line and following the program and drinking the Kool-Aid, and they are the ones in government in power. Schwab is nobody. He's got nothing. He has absolutely no power over you. What he has is control of people who do have power over you. And that should scare the hell out of you. I gotta do a credit where credit's due story because honestly, you know, look, we are honest on this show. We just call things like we seize them. We call a spade a spade. When something goes wrong, we talk about it. When something goes good, we talk about it. You know how I felt about this moron Fetterman from the moment he was installed as the new senator from Pennsylvania. Well, he posted a video. And honestly, I gotta say, first of all, he sounds lucid. And almost intelligent. Second of all, what he has to say makes a lot of sense. Not a lot Fetterman's come out with in the past has made any sense at all. But Fetterman does not want U.S. steel to be outsourced to a foreign nation. He is anti-Hamas, firmly supporting Israel. He wants a strong border security and he wants to stop the Chinese from buying U.S. farmland. What the hell is going on? Did this guy not read the Democrats' playbook? Take a listen. This is actually him. Listen. I'm standing on the roof of my home right here in Braddock, Pennsylvania, right across the street from the Edgar Thompson plant. And I just have to say, it's absolutely outrageous that they have sold themselves to a foreign nation and a company. Can't do that. Steel is always about security as well, too. And I am committed to doing anything I can do from using my platform or my position in order to block this. And I'm going to fight for the steel workers and their union way of life here as well, too. And we cannot ever allow them to be screwed over or left behind. What? Seriously, that's John Fetterman. He actually sounds intelligent, and his position makes a hell of a lot of sense. I, like I said, I still think based on his past history, the man's a complete moron, has no business being a senator. But that doesn't change my mind it gives me hope. Let's just put it that way.
It gives me hope. How secure is your health data? If every little thing about you medically was known to anyone who wanted access, is that something you'd want to have happen? We all have our little medical issues. We all have our little secrets. Your medical data should between, be between you and your healthcare provider. Full stop. Well, that's going to change. And we're going to tell you about it coming up in just a bit. Right now, we're going to tell you about one of our great sponsors. Just ask for your patience here. Give me a minute. And that is Blackout Coffee. Folks, I'm telling you, when it comes to coffee, <laughs> I am the addict of addicts. I drink coffee first thing when I get up in the morning, last thing before I go to bed at night. It, at this, People always say, doesn't it keep you awake, all that caffeine? Folks, at this point, my blood is probably 90% caffeine. So, mm -mm. absolutely doesn't bother me at all. If I don't have it, forget it. And when I found blackout coffee, man, I'm telling you, I wish I'd found it years ago. That brown water liberal crap you've been drinking is exactly that. Brown water and crap. Ditch that. Go with real coffee from a real American company, Blackout Coffee. Personally recommend this, of course. Cannot recommend it highly enough. This company, in addition to making the most amazing coffee you will ever taste, is 100% committed to our American values. They are an American company, and they care about two things, making good coffee and American values, truth, honesty, family, integrity. That's what they're all about. They support our troops. In fact, you yourself can support our troops. If you see on their website there, there's a little link to support troops. You can donate cups of coffee to the troops. And this coffee company, I personally recommend it. From sourcing the beans with local co-ops and American farmers to their small batch roasting process, which means when you order within 24 to 48 hours, only then they roast your beans and ship them out. You within another maybe what takes three days for you to get the shipment. You've got fresh roasted beans. They don't get much fresher than that. And the difference is night and day. Always full-bodied, full-flavored, never bitter, blackout coffee. Ditch the other guys. Go with blackout coffee. They've got some absolutely amazing blends over there. Holiday editions, if you order now, hopefully you get in time for the holidays. Signature blends like Brutal Awakening, which is one of my favorites. Uh, partner Roast. See that 2A right there? That stands for Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. No compromise. Blackout coffee. They also have pods. If you use pods for your coffee, they've got those. They have a great line of some premium teas and flavored mochas at Blackout Coffee. But if you're a coffee drinker, you cannot do any better than Blackout Coffee. Now, when you go there, you use the link in our show notes to get there. And at checkout, you use our promo code. For a huge discount, 20% off your first order with the promo code J20, J-A-Y-20, 
for 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. Links in the show notes. It's our top link there. And you will get yourself one hell of a deal on one hell of a coffee. All right. Thank you, Blackout Coffee. We are very proud to have you part of this show. Mm. Hey, oh, man. I, I'm serious. That I can't show you in the cup because it'll spill. But that's mm, good. Okay. Like I always say, I keep an eye on what happens in the EU, Asia, Southeast Asia, because Australia, because what happens there, no doubt, will wind up getting its little creepy fingers into us here in America. And it's happening again. The EU Parliament is supporting granting access to your sensitive health data without asking you oh yeah the latest ep efforts grappling with how to allow access to sensitive medical records without patients permission still maintaining some semblance of caring for privacy sorry oil and water folks those two things just don't mix you either respect our privacy or you don't. This EU institution revealed that while most EP members want to allow that access, and in that manner they're also opposed to wholesale mandatory creation of electronic databases for every single person in the European Union. Every one of you. The scheme known as the European Health Data Space received support from the EP majority. Privacy, digital security advocate, lawyer, MP, Patrick Breyer says on his blog, this database, listen to this, would be remotely accessible and consist of health records for every single person in the US, uh, UA, EU, <laughs> won't be long, of every medical treatment you receive. Just look it up on your handphone. Get on your laptop. You want to know something about somebody? It'll be there. And these EU people are in favor of it. So, once this test balloon does well over there, guess where it'll be next? Yep, right here. Just be prepared, that's why. This does not affect us here in the US, yet. But if you know about it now, you will recognize it when it starts to leak its way in here and you have time to get a hold of your representatives, get a hold of your people who represent you and say, no, uh-uh, no, stop. That's the line. You're not crossing it. 41,000 troops. Sound like a big number, doesn't it? Well, that's how many troops the U.S., is missing. No, we didn't have them and we lost them. 
We never had them in the first place. Pentagon's acting undersecretary for personnel and readiness said the number understates the challenge before us as the services lowered end strength goals in recent years. And we've done stories here before, recently, about how they lowered the standards because of the difficulty in recruiting people for the military. Missed their recruiting goals for 2023 by a combination of 41,000 personnel. And the National Defense Authorization Act reduced its force size to 1.2 million. Military strength for the U.S. set to hit its lowest levels since 1941, before World War II. Acting Undersecretary said, all volunteer force faces one of its greatest challenges since its inception in the 70s when the draft ceased. Generation Z now has low trust in institutions. Really? I wonder why that would be. Can you think of any possible idea why maybe nobody's interested in the military and why people don't trust the military? I'm, I'm trying to visualize what might be a reason that, that someone would not have any faith or trust in... Oh, 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 is that it? Yeah, I think so. These pictures that have been flying by you as I've spent the last minute waxing, pining about why people have no faith in our military are real pictures. These are real members of our military. Wonder no more. Wonder no more. All right, we got to end with something good. And we got something good. It has to do with Rumble. It has to do with the man whose show comes up right after mine at 11 o'clock this morning. And I encourage you to be a part of his audience. So proud to have you as part of mine. Thank you so much for what we do here. We're small potatoes in the big scheme of things. But we're not giving up. We've been here for three or four years now. I know, long time. <clears throat> we didn't always do this five nights a week, five days a week. Uh, we were on a night. We did three days a week. We did once a week and eventually decided, you know what? There's enough crap going on out there. We're going to go once every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And we've been doing that for quite a while now. 516 shows, I guess, back. Anyway, enough about me. Thank you so much for supporting this show, both by buying our products from our sponsors like Blackout Coffee, NordVPN, Skillshare, but also by hitting that follow button. That's free to do 
helps the show out tremendously. All you got to do is click the follow button, have a free Rumble account, and you got it. Well, anyway, I started off, got distracted, talking about your support, but thank you seriously from the bottom of my heart. It really does mean a lot to me. Dan Bongino, whose show is coming up here in about 25 minutes, has just hit 3 million followers here on Rumble. He gets, on average, these days, over 100,000 people watching his show when he is live at 11 a.m. this morning here on Rumble. You just search him out, Dan Bongino Show. Chances are, if you watch this show, you're probably a fan of Dan Bongino because we think a lot alike. <laughs> that was him this uh, yesterday morning while he was live when he actually hit 3 million followers. Now, I am only about 2 million 999,880 people away from competing. But we're going to stick with it. I'm not giving up. Dan, Dan Bongino, congratulations to you. Unbelievable. And he does an amazing show. I can't believe you wouldn't have heard of him by now. But if not, Check him out. He's right here on Rumble. Just search the Dan Bongino Show. Comes up at uh, 11 o'clock, right after we're done with our show. So congratulations with you, Mr. B. We are so proud to be a part of this network here at uh, Rumble and proud of what you do, too. Absolutely amazing. All right. Are you ready? We always read books on our show. One of the weird things we do <laughs> And we've been doing that from the very beginning. We've read children's classic literature, The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, White Fang, Jungle Book, all kinds of little prints we did. And uh, we are now doing Treasure Island, the all-time classic, unbelievable book. Having a great time reading it, too. As a matter of fact, this was written by Robert Louis Stevenson and published for the first time back in 1882, a ton of years ago, over a century ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, and we're enjoying every minute of it. We read a little part of a chapter every night until we get through to the end and we start a brand new book. So we are well on our way. I think we're halfway through. And things have gotten very interesting at Treasure Island. Let's continue on now with Treasure Island. Tom had leapt at the sound like a horse at the spur but silvered, not winked an eye. He stood where he was, resting lightly on his crutch, watching his companion like a snake about to spring. John, said the sailor, stretching out his hand. Hands off, cried Silver, leaping back a yard, as it seemed to me with the speed and security of a trained gymnast. Hands off if you like, John Silver, said the other, it's a black conscience that can make you fear me. But in heaven's name, tell me what was that? That, returned Silver, smiling away, but warier than ever, his eye a mere pinpoint in his big face. 
but gleaming like a crumb of glass. That? Oh, I reckon that'll be Alan. And at this, poor Tom flashed out like a hero. Alan, he cried, and rest his soul for a true seaman. And as for you, John Silver, long as you've been a mate of mine, but you're a mate of mine no more. If I die like a dog, I die in my duty. Killed Alan, have you? Kill me too, if you can. But I defile you. And with that, this brave fellow turned his back directly on the cook and set off walking for the beach. He wasn't destined to go very far. With a cry, John seized the branch of a tree, whipped the crutch out of his armpit, and sent that uncouth missile hurling through the air. It struck poor Tom point foremost, and with stunning violence, right between the shoulders and the middle of his back. His hands flew up. He gave a sort of gasp and fell. Whether he was injured much or little, none could ever tell. Like enough to judge from the sound, his back was broken on the spot. But he had no time given for him to recover. Silver, agile as a monkey, even without a leg or a crutch, was on top of him in the next moment, had twice buried his knife up to the hilt in the defenseless body. From my place of ambush, I could hear him pant aloud as he struck the blows. I do not know what it rightly is to faint, but I do know that for the next little while the whole world swam away before me in a whirling mist. Silver and the birds in the tall spyglass hilltop going round and round, topsy-turvy before my eyes and all manner of bells ringing, distant voices shouting in my ear. When I came again to myself, the monster had pulled himself together, his crutch under his arms, hat upon his head. Just before him, Tom lay motionless upon the sward, but the murderer minded him not a whit. Cleansing his blood-stained knife, the while upon a wisp of grass. Everything else was unchanged. The sun still shone mercilessly upon the steaming marsh, the tall pinnacle of the mountain, and I could scarce persuade myself that murder had just actually been done, and a human life cruelly cut short a moment since before my very eyes. But now John put his hand into his pocket, brought out a whistle, blew it several modulated blasts that rang far across the heated air. I couldn't tell, of course, the meaning of the signal, but it instantly awoke my fears. More men would be coming. I might be discovered. They had already slain two of the honest people. After Tom and Alan, might I not come next?
Instantly, I began to extricate myself and crawl back again with what speed and silence I could manage to the more open portion of the wood. And as I did, I could hear hails coming and going between the old buccaneer and his comrades, and this sound of danger lent me wings. As soon as I was clear of the thicket, I ran as I have never ran before, scarcely minding the direction of my flight so long as it led me from the murderers. And I ran as I ran, Fear grew and grew upon me until it turned into a kind of frenzy. Indeed, could anyone be more entirely lost than I? When the gun fired, how should I dare go down to the boats among those fiends, still smoking from their crime? Would not the first of them who saw me wring my neck like a snipe's? Would not my absence itself be evidence to them of my alarm and therefore of my fatal knowledge? It was all over, I thought. Goodbye to the Hispaniola, goodbye to the squire, the doctor, and the captain. There was nothing left for me but death by starvation or death at the hands of the mutineers. All this while, as I say, I was still running. Without taking any notice, I'd drawn near to the foot of the little hill, the two peaks. Had got into a part of the island where the wild oaks grew more widely apart. Seemed more like forest trees in their bearing and dimensions. Mingled with these were a few scattered pines. Some fifty, some nearer seventy feet high. The air, too, smelled more fresh than down beside the marsh. And here, a fresh alarm brought me to a standstill with a thumping heart. And that's chapter 14. 15's coming up. We'll start that tomorrow on the show. It is called The Man of the Island. Treasure Island. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, folks, for popping by. Really appreciate you spending a part of your day with me. It really does mean a lot. Thank you. And uh, please, if you don't mind, get yourself a free Rumble account. Sign up. It's easy. It's quick. It's free. And then you can follow the show and uh, make comments in our live chat. Join us here Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. on Rumble.com. I will see you all again tomorrow. Snort. <laughs>